Ultimate truth is wordless, the silence within the silence. Those opening words are going to be the last opening words of this meditation series because tomorrow, in our final meditation of this 12-day meditation challenge, I'm going to release a meditation that ties it all together and that will be there for you into the future for whenever you want to come back and review and refresh your meditative skill set. So that meditation tomorrow will be 40 minutes. It'll incorporate everything we've learned. It'll be available for you anytime into the future. And because you might come back to it into the future, I don't want to pollute it with a ton of preamble or even with a long outro, so that meditation tomorrow will stand on its own. I'll release just that meditation. But for today, as you heard, we had the perfect opening quote to go out on. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope you enjoyed the ultimate truth that came right after it. <laughs> and I hope you enjoy what I have to say to close this out after this meditation. But for this meditation today... It is a different sort of meditation. It's a bit quirky. It's called do-nothing meditation. So to prepare yourself to do nothing, go ahead and find your meditation posture. In this meditation, we're not going to be super disciplined with the mind. It's going to be a bit of a break for the mind, but the body should still be disciplined. So try and remain still. Get in that posture. Find that balance between comfort and alertness. And remain as still as you can for this meditation, the body helping us to cultivate as much awareness as possible, as the mind does not that, not anything. As you will see, that monkey mind is going to get a lot of room to run in this meditation. So now, sitting in that meditative posture, close your eyes, and we will go ahead and get started. So... For this meditation, the instructions are very simple. Do nothing. What does your mind make of this? This is very different from any meditation we've done in the past. Is this even meditation? What is meditation? If your mind is thinking these things, that's fine. If you're thinking, go ahead and think. If you're remembering, or fantasizing, or imagining, or wishing, or confused, just let that be. It's okay. What is meditation? We associate meditation with many things, with cross-legged postures and sitting and closing our eyes and maybe paying attention to the breath or to a primary object of attention. But as I've said before, at its core, meditation is just being aware of our direct experience. 
So let your experience be whatever it's going to be. Let the mind go off in whatever direction it wants to go off in. If it wants to think, perfectly fine. And if it wants to meditate, awesome. Don't force it to meditate. Don't pressure it to meditate. Don't think it should meditate. There's no should. But if it wants to meditate, if it inclines toward awareness, that's a beautiful moment. So let that happen. This meditation helps us align with our mind, because often in meditation we have so many ideas about what it should be, and we think that the mind is somehow... God damn it, Windows. Look how mindful I'm being while leading this meditation. Heh. Maybe I should just start rambling. Maybe I should just start talking. We're not doing anything, so why not? Sometimes, when we're constantly pulling the mind back in, and treating the mind as if it's somehow adversarial in this meditation process, we can create this weird relationship with it and tie ourselves in knots for no reason. So we want the mind to be on our side. That's why we mentally note. That's why we count. We want the mind engaged with this. We don't want to be sending ourselves the message that the mind's instincts and the directions it runs off in are somehow bad or anti-meditation. We often get lost in thought, true, and that makes attention and concentration harder, that makes it harder to cultivate wisdom, but there's nothing inherently bad about thoughts. There's nothing inherently bad or adversarial about the mind, and so a meditation like this can just remind the mind and remind us that it's all good. Let the mind do what it will. Do nothing. Whatever comes up in the mind can be very useful just to see. There's no way to do this meditation wrong. Whatever you're doing, wherever your attention is, whatever you're thinking, God knows what, it's fine. You're doing this meditation correctly. So if there's still a feeling that something's not quite right, or you're doing something wrong, or you just feel kind of unsettled, that's interesting, isn't it? Why might that be? I could tell you that this meditation comes from Shinzen Young, a prominent meditation teacher. It has roots in Zen and Advaita Vedanta and many other traditions. It's a legit technique. It's a powerful technique. But does it still just feel not quite right? Does it feel like it's wasting time? Does something feel wrong? Could the inclination 
to look for something wrong or to look for something that you're doing wrong be conditioning of yours? Is it helpful? You can't do this wrong because there's nothing to do. Do nothing. Continue following this simple instruction to do nothing. And whatever comes up, wherever your mind goes, there is value in experiencing it. What does your mind make of this freedom? What is freedom, by the way? It's an interesting notion, freedom. We typically think about freedom as the ability to do whatever we want to do. But are we free to want what we want? Did we decide what we want? Are we free doing whatever we want? Or are we slaves to our biological impulse to seek pleasure and avoid pain? Are we just playing out conditioning? Do we know why we want what we want? Do we know why the mind is going where it's going? So is the opportunity for it to go wherever it wants? or for us to do whatever we want, freedom? Or could freedom be being free of desire, transcending the primal biological forces of seeking pleasure and avoiding pain? Can you trust that what we're doing is worthwhile? And can you trust that spending your time this way, spending 15 minutes doing nothing, can be forward-leading? Can you trust that doing nothing now 
after having meditated for 10 days, learned many meditative techniques, built concentration, cultivated metta, gotten in tune with the body, can you trust that doing this now, or rather not doing this now, is being met by you with more awareness than it would have been 11 days ago? We ultimately don't meditate so that we can have a blissful, lovely time on a cushion and then return to our lives, removed from the meditation. We meditate to bring meditation and awareness, mindfulness into our lives. And in our lives, are we going to constantly remind ourselves to go back to the breath or to be here right now with this? I mean, we could, it's possible. But most likely, we're going to be going about our routines, playing about our conditioning, and allowing our mind to do what it will, and hoping that we have awareness, hoping that the awareness we cultivate when we meditate translates to life and allows life to be that low dose of meditation that it can be. Keep the body as still as you can, and just remember, you literally cannot do this practice wrong. Whether you're in that magic moment where the mind actually wants to meditate and you're aligned together in meditation, or just a moment where your mind is off wandering in circles aimlessly, let it be. It's all good. You have a few minutes left to practice without my voice in your ear. Continue doing nothing and I'll let you know when we're done doing nothing.
So wherever your mind is, whatever you're doing or not doing, return to your body, return to the feeling of sitting here, knowing you're sitting in this room. And when you're ready, open your eyes. I would say end the meditation, but there's not really anything to end. We're not really doing anything. And also, meditation is not disconnected from life. It's not something that we do here on the cushion and then stop doing after to go into life. So you can think of this moment less as ending the meditation and more as a transition from this form of meditation to the form of meditation that you can carry with you through all of life, through your life, through wherever you find yourself, whether it's this formal practice, maybe some of these practices in particular, some that connected with you, some that resonated with you, or whether it's when you're eating your breakfast, or whether it's when you're talking to your friend. And all meditation really is, is being with experience directly. Meditation is all about awareness. Awareness enhances meditation, and awareness enhances life. So what I teach, what I share with you here, what you've learned through this meditation series, it's just one form of doing that. And there are so many forms, so many spiritual traditions. There are yogic practices, pranayama, the Wim Hof method, cold exposure, holotropic breath work, meditation in all its different forms, all the many forms of meditation, some of which I've touched on, many of which are still out there untouched by us in this meditation series. Some are complex, some are completely unstructured, completely simple, and within this realm of practices and habits that cultivate awareness or that are meditative, even something as simple as the breath, even something as simple as breathing correctly. So I've mentioned this book called Breath before by James Nestor. Really amazing book, really relevant, and I think going to get even more relevant as people realize the harms we've done to ourselves with industrializing food, changing the way human beings adapt. Evolution. Evolution is not so much about survival of the fittest anymore. That's literally not how we are evolving now. So are we evolving? Are we devolving? Are we seeing disevolution? Are there ways of correcting that disevolution, returning to the way human beings function optimally? I think so. And if you read that book, Breath, you might think so as well. Very robust, solid science behind every claim in that book. But if you don't want to read a book, or you don't want to take my word for it, if you want to keep doing nothing, just give it a shot. You gave meditation a huge shot now. You meditated three consecutive days for 30 minutes. You've gone much deeper than people usually go when they're beginning this practice. So if you can do that, why don't you just give breathing a shot on a much smaller scale? Say five minutes. Five to ten minutes. The longer the better. But even in five minutes of breathing correctly, you can notice profound change. So here's the simplest exercise I can give that you will notice making you calmer and changing your state of mind if you just sit down for five minutes and do it. So what you do is you set your timer for five minutes or for however long you're going to go. You breathe calmly through the nose, slowly, 
in for a count of six seconds, out for a count of six seconds. So the breath as a whole lasts 12 seconds. You're going to take five full breaths per minute. You're going to engage the autonomic nervous system, move from sympathetic nervous system stuff to parasympathetic nervous system stuff, and feel what it is to breathe properly and be relaxed in the way we all are capable of being through even something this simple. But also, and to much greater effect, through more complex things, more complex forms, like meditation. And so, as I stop talking to you for the last time in this meditation series, we just have one meditation left. You've learned a lot of forms of meditation, and tomorrow we're going to go through all of them, reviewing them, and synchronizing them into one coherent meditation that you can come back to whenever you like. But I mention the breath now because you should know that you can walk forward on this path and grow in awareness in much simpler ways than any complex form of meditation, including in doing do-nothing meditation. So this is a powerful technique, even if it might not seem like it, even if it might not build your meditative skill set in exactly the same way. If you connect with this, if it intrigues you, don't hesitate to give it a real shot. Give this technique a real shot. You do this for many days on end, and you might be surprised what can happen. You breathe correctly for many days on end, and you might be surprised what can happen. You meditate and do deeper practices, yogic practices, consistently for a long time. And, uh, whew, things change. It can revolutionize your experience. Your experience of yourself and of reality. The way you relate to yourself and your thoughts and your mind and to others. That's been my experience over about five years now. It's why I was inspired to share meditation with you. And it's why I am thankful for you giving it a try. The possibility of others freeing themselves and letting go of suffering, that possibility really makes me happy. And it makes me happy to know that there are many of you hearing this and appreciating this, getting something out of this. And ultimately, there's not that much I can really do for you by just droning on and on telling you things. All I'm giving you right now is information. You're hearing my perspective, but what I've tried to impart and express through this series is that that isn't really what matters. What matters is your perspective, your experience, your firsthand experience with meditation. You've given yourself the foundation from which to see if meditation can help you from experience and to independently carry onward in your own practice. So I am now signing off. This is the last time I'll be on a soapbox talking to you after a meditation. Tomorrow is just the meditation itself. It'll be great. You can come back to it whenever you want. And wherever your journey takes you, in life or in meditation, I am wishing you the very best. Much love, and I'll see you tomorrow for our final meditation.